Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach and you're listening to Green Juice and Tequila Season 2. Green Juice and Tequila represents the earthy, organic, natural vibes colliding with raw, imperfect, and unfiltered stories. Some of us can have it all together, y'all. Eating the latest health nut craze, drink our green juice, meditate every morning. But we also have a side that's vulnerable, real, and sometimes stressed. Life throws you curveballs, y'all, and that's okay. You can be both, green juice and tequila. Well, hello, y'all. I am so excited to have my guest here on this episode of Green Juice and Tequila. And we are kicking off season two of this podcast. I'm just like in shock that this is a season two that I even made it this far. But, you know, I've realized I have so many amazing women in my life and that I've met and been inspired that I'm like, surely we're going to get on a second season with this. And I'm kicking off with the beautiful Amanda Tatum, who is a local influencer here. She's anchored and has worked with multiple news stations all over Texas. So I am so excited to have you on, lady. Thank you. Thank you, Mel, for having me. I'm really flattered to be on um, kicking off your second season. And selfishly, I'm watching everything you do because I want to have a podcast when I grow up too. (laughs) But thank you for having me. Yes. Um, Girl, you need a podcast. (laughs) Like at that, y'all, I don't know if you have followed Amanda on her Instagram. That's how I met Amanda actually was just, I randomly started following you. Um, We have got a lot of mutual friends. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this girl seems really freaking cool. And I want to see what she's all about. And that's what just led me to you and your story and your girls. And, you know, I want to definitely touch on your background and like, let's dive in there and let people know, like, you know, where you came from, what brought you to Austin, what led you to be in the news. Like that's, that's kind of like a fire and inspiration. I think that's built into you probably at a young age to go into that field. So I would love to hear a little bit about that. Well, sure. Um, I was born in Dallas, grew up in Plano. My parents are still married. Um, I have a little brother, four years younger. And I remember being like nine years old and thinking, I want to be on the news. I grew up in a really good news market. So I watched Mm -hmm. like WFAA, Tracy Rowlett, Iola Johnson, Chip Moody, Troy Duncan. I I loved those legends of news and I loved like Barbara Walters and Diane <laughs> yeah. Sawyer. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Those were my shows. I loved to watch 2020 or like news specials versus like cartoons or something. Probably was kind of weird about me, but um, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. So when I graduated from Plano Senior High, I went to Texas Tech. I majored in broadcast. I was fortunate to get um, an internship at the NBC affiliate there Mm -hmm. and at KCBD, and that was it. I I worked there for eight years, um, first reporting and then anchoring and reporting, and then I ultimately ended up at the CBS affiliate, KLBK, anchoring the five, six, and ten shows for two years. So I was in news for ten years got out of the business to have my babies and raise my babies. Um, The shit went down and then we we moved to Austin and I was really fortunate to get back in TV. So, Oh my gosh. Like what was, like what was kind of the light switch that went off for you when you decided to go into news and like, like, I know there's divisions that Mm -hmm. work, like what, what division did you work into? Like what was kind of like your passion Mm -hmm. when you were anchoring or broadcasting? So 
I was a general assignments reporter. So I might do something on the economy or I might do something with the school board or I might do um, live reports in severe weather. So I kind of did everything. Um, What I loved were the human interest stories. And we would have meetings every morning to pitch. And I was always pitching a human interest story, you know, something that would kind of pull at your heart or maybe make you cry or maybe make you want to donate or maybe make you want to volunteer. Those were my favorites. So to then morph into lifestyle later, which is what I did at KXAN and now um, in Waco, those are really special treats for me to get to help people tell their story or raise money for an organization or build their business. Um, I love those. Some people might call them like the water cooler stories or the fluff, but I think there is substance behind the fluff because there are stories of real people and feelings behind the fluff. So that's where I really love to dig in. Well, you're good at that. Thank you. You can, I mean, even just through my experience seeing you on your Instagram stories as an influencer, that you know how to spark a little flame in people. You can, you inspire people. You're supporting other individuals. I love that you support a lot of these women owned businesses here in Austin and just shed some light on them and people value you and trust you. And I think that's like one of your gifts, like the, the way that you project yourself out into the universe, like people are magnetic to that. So of course you did all that stuff. That's totally you. Well, thank you for saying that. And I treat my Instagram like a show. You I'm- totally do. I love it. I'm like, when's her next episode coming on? I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but um and we were talking earlier, you know, sometimes it looks like I'm just trying on clothes all day or getting a facial or whatever. I do like to be the guinea pig. I do like for real women to know where they can go and get a service or a product or whatever that's going to make them feel good. And at the root of it, that is somebody trying to build their dream and build their business. So it means more to me than just the outfit or the hydrofacial. It means this is someone who has a passion for making women feel better, and I can maybe get the word out a little bit more. So it's deeper than just clothes Uh, and cosmetics. Totally get it. I feel that too. And so now that you've transitioned... From Dallas to Austin. Mm -hmm. How long have you been out in the Austin area? We've been here a little over six years. So when I moved here, I was still married. Mm -hmm. And we came with my three daughters and my my husband then. And now I'm not married. It's still me and the girls, our tight little she-wolf pack. And um, (laughs) Austin has been maybe the surprise of my life. I never expected to be so embraced here. Um, people say keep Austin weird. I think Austin's got it right. Yeah, you can come here and you can work two other jobs to pursue your main goal, and everybody roots for you. I think this city is anointed. I think it is blessed, um, especially for women. There's something really special happening here that I'm so thankful for my daughters to get to experience. And for me too, at this stage of my life, because I've had a rebirth, you know, with Mm -hmm. my divorce and a second act of my career, things have happened to me that I didn't dream would happen um, in in a bad and a good way. And Austin has just been, oh man, I, you know, you say something bad about Austin, I'll fight you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the exact same way about Austin. I actually was talking with a gal from Austin Women's Magazine um, a couple weeks ago, and that was one thing we were we highlighted is that this community 
is so encouraging and uplifting and supportive and supporting local businesses. That is like, I feel like that's Austin. Mm -hmm. Like we survived as a city down when the entire country was failing and having issues. The city was always thriving, but the women here, I completely agree with you. Everyone has your back. They want to help you out. They want to support you. That's what I feel like. That's why we can thrive wherever direction we want to go into because we've got that support. So. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I don't even know if I will be here forever because what I've learned now is nothing is so sure as change. Mm-hmm. I mean, things are all, wheels are always spinning. I, I don't know where I could go, especially in my line of work. But I know that this is a very important part of my development as a woman, as a human, as a mom. And um, I love it dearly. So I'm so grateful for this time here no matter how short or how long it may be. So when you got to Austin, you transitioned back into back into television. What was kind of that tr- transition like going from being a stay-at-home mom for a little while and now you're back to work and balancing the life of being a mom and working full-time? Like what was kind of that story? So that all kind of started when we were still in Dallas. Um, it was evident to me after some news I received from my then husband, I was going to need to go back to work. And what I'm trained in is TV. And I know there are probably other things I could do, but the thing that you kind of have your degree in, you at least want to try to go back into. I mean, I had nothing. I'd been out of the game for eight years. I'd been rocking babies and making chicken nuggets. (laughs) Those are worthwhile and important things because they served my daughters well, but I had no, what we call a demo reel. I had nothing. So I hired a freelance photographer to come over to my house in Dallas. And it was me with my laundry basket, walking through my house, introducing myself, saying, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I've got 10 years in TV, I've been in the trenches. Really, it was just like a little monologue about myself. And it was as real and raw as you could be. Oh, yes. And I just started sending that sucker out and I didn't really get anything. And then we went ahead and moved to Austin. Oh, wow. And my mom, like at 11 o'clock at night, calls me. She's like, the NBC station's hiring. You need to send your thing. And I was so tired. And I thought, what the hell? And I had a pile of envelopes and a pile of stamps. I threw it in there and sent it. And I'll be damned if they didn't call. And the day they called, I knew I was going to get it. I was like, you're going to get it because you're scared to death. And God is literally saying to you, you will learn how to be grace under pressure. That's what I'm going to do for you right now. So... Balance, I don't know if there's such a thing. I mean, I try every day, (laughs) but and some days we have awesome days where we're all firing on the same cylinders, and some days people are grouchy Uh or you know, in a bad mood, or they're 14 and hormonal, or they're 45 and hormonal. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, this whole time has been very transformational for my girls. They've taught me a lot about resiliency, Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about how strong they are. Um, when their dad wasn't in the picture, I felt my heart break those mm-hmm. first couple of days that he yeah. was out of the house. I'd be taping a show and I'd have to run to the corner and literally go from zero to 60 and just I'd just be sobbing. And then yeah. I'd be like, you got to tape something. Stop. And I'd just wipe the tears up yeah. and go back. And I, I just... I refer to God in my faith a lot because I think my faith grew really strong during this time. Mm-hmm. I, I almost just felt... God grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and say, mm-hmm. stand up. 
yeah. get your head up. And, and then from then on, it was just, we've talked about one day at a time. It just, it's been one day at a time. Yeah. You know, I used to be a very big picture person. I call myself a reformed perfectionist. I wanted it planned out. I wanted the table set. I wanted the flowers done. I wanted to sit and look at it and have a cocktail two hours before anyone came over. Well, that is not who I am anymore. I mean, you're lucky if I've got clean underwear on. I'm I'm kidding. It's clean, but I mean, take a shower. Yeah. Take a shower. Dry shampoo all the time. The the underwear is clean, but there's dry shampoo and Lord knows if I'm yanking that top out of the hamper or out of the hanger. I mean, it's just like, it's a wing and a prayer. Yeah. But that's okay. That is totally okay. (laughs) Well, I think it's just, you know, it's important for us women, especially moms, you know, to hear that sometimes it's okay to not have it all together and to like, you know, freaking make badass mistakes and, you know, go back and be like, frick, I screwed that up, but I'm going to go back and I've learned from it. And, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, it's through challenges that we grow and that we become so much stronger that we don't even realize what we're capable of doing until we go through someone or go through something that traumatic or that transformational, whatever the shift is, we learn so much about ourselves, how we react to it how our body physically reacts, what we can control, what we can't control. But I think at the end of the day, like you said before, it's like you have to take it at one step at a time Mm -hmm. and just do the best that you can. The four agreements is like the laws I live by. And if I have a day where I'm like, man, I am sucking as a mom, as whatever it is that I'm trying to do, I'm like, life's falling apart. If I can't blame it on mercury and retrograde, (laughs) I'm going to go back into and be like, Okay, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm being honest with the situation. And I mean, that's all that we can do to kind of hold on to this. But I love that about you. And that's one thing that I feel like you do a really great job is you're just super real. And you, when you're real, it, it magnetizes all these beautiful women that just want to aspire and be and listen to what you're doing. So just sharing a little bit about like that transition, even from like, you know, being a married woman and then coming in to one of the biggest shifts of your life. And now that you're this like single mom and you had to step up and be this rock for your girls. And so, I mean, I applaud you on that. Well, thank you. And I have to give so much credit to my parents who I've been a rock for my girls, but my parents have been a rock for me and my girls. Yeah, They've made a lot possible just by supporting me and helping me. And the other day, my mom and I went into my mom is Cookie. If you follow me on Instagram, you know Cookie is her name's Kathy, but we call her Cookie. That's her <laughs> I <girl> love that. <laughs> and so Cookie and I went to Spread and Company to have lunch, and Rosemary came out, the owner, and I introduced her to um, my mom. And I was saying, you know, my mom was helping with the girls, and she goes, "I wondered how you did it." And my mom goes, "I'm how she does it." <laughs> yeah. And she's right. I mean, my parents have been immensely supportive. I have so many great friends. Um, we love our church, but even if we go on a stint of not getting to church, like you said, you grow when you're knocked to your knees. Mm-hmm. You don't grow when everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. You grow when it is just borderline disastrous. And that's when I quit carrying God in my back pocket and just started to like share everything and be vulnerable to everything. And social media, it's funny that I do so much on social media now because in the beginning, I was afraid of Facebook and I didn't even get on Instagram. And then I started, 
I wrote a post. My first real big post was about shoes, of course. Oh my gosh, love it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it was, but it was very telling about me. Mm-hmm. And I got such response from that. And then Facebook posts kind of became my therapy. And then it carried over to Instagram. And the more I shared, the better I felt. And the more people shared with me, I mean, I get some DMs and some stories that would break your heart. We, no one wants to feel alone. And if somebody can look at me and go, you know what, bad things happened and it's okay. If that's all I could be is just the, it's going to be okay, girl, for them for that day, then I'm so happy to do that. You know, that is like so healing for people to hear and listen to. And I think, you know, and you and I were talking about this before, I just feel like a lot of my friends at this point are transitioning out of marriage and they're now divorced and they're single and, you know, the single life, holy moly. (laughs) (laughs) I've been through some of my friends. I was like their wingman. I'm like, all right, we're going to reel this in a little bit. I'm going to let you be crazy pants for like three months and then you're done. But I'm going through the single life phase and then also being the single parent phase. Like, what are kind of the tips or the things that you you learned from that situation that maybe you can kind of like shed a little light for those people who are listening that are like, God, that's me right now. Like I'm lost though. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the first step moving forward looks like. Well, initially I, when the divorce was final, I said, I'm never dating again. Of course. I am done. Never, never, You're way never. too beautiful. <laughs> Way too amazing to be single. You are very sweet. But I was just like, I am never kissing someone. No one is touching my boobs. I'm never doing this again. Right? That's a whole nother layer too. It's like, who's going to see me naked now? Know. You know, you're like, you've been with the same person for so long. You're like, my boobs aren't the same when I was 20. Down there is totally not the same when I was 20. So now it's like, how do you get over that hump? Girl, I mean, <laughs> we might have to do a whole other I know, there might be that. like, yeah, that might be its own episode that itself. might be green juice and tequila after dark. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, and really I was, my kids are the ones that they were like, mom, are you, you're single? Are you ready to mingle? Mm-hmm. And they're like, mom, would you ever look at that man? He's cute. Like oh, they kind oh, of yeah. honed in on that. And yeah. so then it kind of coincided with someone inviting me to go out that I actually wanted to go out with. And I talked to them about it and they were like, yeah. And their advice was so good. Campbell said, don't bring home any thugs. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And she goes, I'm just saying. And I said, okay, you have my word. And she's so cute. Yeah. Lila said, "Um, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. And I said, okay. And she goes, but mom, real happy, not fake happy. And she said, and I can tell the difference. And I was like, oh, man. She's such a little empath. And I was like, okay, I I get it. Because they could tell when I was just being happy for them versus happy for me. And then Bryn said, as long as you believe us, if, if there, if there ever gets to be an argument, believe us. And I said, okay, so no thugs, yeah, no thugs, (laughs) real happiness and believe you, I can do that for y'all. Got it. And, um, you know, I don't, um, my dating life, I don't keep it secret, but I keep it private. Of course. And um, that goes for them too. I'm, they're not meeting a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, Which is probably a good 
rule to have. You know, like I've got a friend of mine who's literally fresh hot off the mm-hmm. She's totally divorced, like a weekend. And she's like, I don't even know what standard, what I'm supposed to do. If I do date someone, like, do I wait like a year? I'm like, obviously, it's probably organic and natural for each person to choose that. But there's probably some like little rules that you kind of want to follow, especially when you've got kiddos. Well, and I think too, like my intuition has always served me really well. And I think most women would say the same. It's just sometimes we push it down. Um, my intuition has always been good. The more I follow it, the better it is to me. And, um, I'm just going with my intuition on that. Um, for my children, they know, but they don't know everything and we'll just see what that looks like. Yeah. You know, they're sometimes figure going with the flow and figuring it out as you go is a really great staple and a rule in itself too, where you yeah. don't have to have it all, you know, drawn out. This is how it needs to be in the future. And right. you'll, there'll be mistakes that are, that will be made and you'll learn from them and you're like, all right, we won't do that again. And yeah. We'll try to do it differently next time. Right. They, they know someone important is in my life. Um, but it's not a situation where, I mean, we're just going step by step with it. Love it. (laughs) I'm trying to respect. I know. I was like, (laughs) you look happy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the, that's one of the things that, that, that checked off the list, right? That was Lila. Yes. Yeah. Be happy. Yes. I am okay. happy. Yes. Good. Yes. That's positive. <laughs> so with the three girls, when you transitioned and being like, being the single parent, like how did you juggle? You, Cause I mean, when my husband travels out of town, this is the only way I can relate to this. I'm like, holy crud. It's a, it's a long week. Like I'm definitely pouring a glass of wine or a little bit of tequila mm-hmm. at night just to like unwind, unwind <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. What was, what was that new life like for you? And with the girls. Well, there are definitely stints where my mom will come and stay for weeks at a time. And I will I will probably overbook during that because I know she's there and they're in the best of hands. So I will say yes to a lot more invitations. I will try to do more things. And then like right now my mom is not here. So that's me all the time. And um, it's just we kind of have to have a group meeting and say who has what and what's the most important and we got to prioritize and um, – it's just ebb and flow. You know, sometimes I have stuff and they can get sick of it and be like, mom, you're going again. Don't go. And then sometimes they're like, don't you have a thing to go to? Oh my gosh. You're like, mom, I want to like hang out. That's what my daughter does. She's like, mom, you can go out with your friend tonight for a glass of wine. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, why, what are you trying to do? And she's like, I want to watch it. I'm like, okay. I'm definitely not staying home to watch it <laughs> for that. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be back in like an hour and a half. You'll, you'll be good here. Um, so, so obviously you transitioned into Austin, you worked for, um, a cool news station mm-hmm. out here and then you've transitioned back out and now you're doing more influential things through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to see you at a couple events, women sponsored events, like with Kendra Scott mm-hmm. and Austin women. So, um, would love to kind of hear about, how you transitioned into that and how you networked yourself into those relationships. So I guess what I call my job now is media freelance. So I do some media training for different PR firms. If they have a client going on camera, I can prepare them for the interview. 
I host um, a lifestyle show out of the Fox affiliate in Waco. So I go on Wednesdays and tape five episodes, co-host, I should say. We tape five episodes and then it runs through the week and then I go back and do it again. And we're starting to shoot more and more around Texas. I love Um, that. I moderate different panels. I emcee different events. Um, I have an agent that I do some commercial work with. Um, I've done like a live music concert series down in Brenham. I recently have voiced characters for a video game. What? And that was so much fun. What video game can you say? You know what? He told me, and I can't remember the name. It's a friend of mine from high school that actually called me oh in to do it. And I've done it twice. And one time I was like a serpent evil princess. No, you were not. And one time, and it's so <laughs> liberating to be like, and just do these crazy voices. <laughs> so when it comes out, I will pass it along. Yes. Um, I've, I don't know if you remember this. It's a movie or a cartoon, but it's a baby on a construction site. And the baby's crawling on a beam and he's about to get to the end. And right when he gets to the end, another beam comes up. Yes. You think he's going to fall, yes. but another beam comes up. Yep. That is 100% my life right now. Oh my I am the baby on the beam and God keeps giving me another beam. Yeah. Um, I hope to build that into a really long beam, but, um, you know, you just got to have faith and keep trying and keep looking for the opportunities and get out of your own way. I get in my own way all the time. So I try to stay out of my own way and I try to, I try to see what other people see in me. Some of the things that people say to me are so kind. And I just, I'm like, are you talking about me? But Um, you know, we all have gifts and I think I'm finally really just coming in touch with mine and learning how to really use them to the best of my ability. That's helpful to other people. Oh, absolutely. And what are some of the things that have been the most influential for you to be part of, whether it be in Austin or back when you were at home in Dallas, like, uh, you know, there's events that I've gone to, I've participated in that I'm like, God, this is just like lit a fire inside of me. This is what I'm passionate about. Like, what is that fire for you? You know, I think with TV, it is the people that I've been connected with. I've made some of my longest, truest friendships through what started out as just a guest on the show. Um, And then... Events such as like Executive Women's Day for Dell Match Play. I'm hosting that for the fifth year. And that is such a cool gathering of women from all backgrounds, military, sports, corporate, and seemingly so different on paper. But when we all get in that room and I'm moderating that panel and listening to their stories, it is so cool and so empowering. And That's been really inspiring to me. I'm always flattered to be asked back to do that. People like Kendra Scott, who have built these powerhouse companies, but at the root of it is family and philanthropy and faith. Like she has not lost sight of those core values of hers. Um, I don't know, like you were talking about just real people. They're the most approachable and the most fun to be with. You know, I think that's why, yeah, I might take you on a trip to go get Botox or a facial through my stories. But I'm also going to tell you as I sit in my robe in carpool, like, yo, my dog pooped today on the carpet and then listen to this. Like, I think the, the, uh, this is, I'm going to get in trouble from my mom for saying this. (laughs) Uh Oh, cookie's going to get mad. (laughs) But one of my favorite terms, this is horrible is the dicking around. Yeah. Like that's what's <laughs> funny about life is the dicking around. Yeah. We've all got important stuff to do. Oh, for sure. We've all got deadlines and reports mm-hmm. and kids and husbands and families and daunting tasks and bills to pay. 
But like at the end of the day, the screwing around is the funny spice of life. It is. It's the tequila side. I'm telling you. Tequila and green juice, like those things together are the perfect combination. It's a brilliant name. There thank you. There is this one story. I think it was last week you did on your on your uh, Instagram story. It seriously cracked me the hell up when you were when you ripped out your eyelashes. Oh my god. And see, old me would have not done any stories for three days. I would have freaking psycho called the lash place and said, you've got to get me in. You've got to get me in. And now I'm like, you know what? To hell with it. You have one eye that works and you are just going to show. It was so funny. So stupid. Oh my God. You, you still looked beautiful though. Thank you. But it was, I love that you had half of an eyelash. Can you have to tell people how you ripped your eyelashes out? It was okay. I came home from a birthday party for a friend of mine, a big group of us. And I had like a, a few glasses of wine, but I wasn't like, it was not a crazy no. night. Went to bed at a relatively good time. I yeah. mean, I think I was home by like 11, 1130. Oh, that's perfect. Went to bed. Somehow I had some dream about a giant waffle iron in my kitchen and my girls were going to go touch it. And one of my Instagram followers go, said what they say, we're we're, even in our dreams, we're effing up our lives to save our kids. And, so, and it was true. I, so they were going to touch it. And I, you know how sometimes the dream morphs into real? I was wrapped up super tight in my blanket, and I was trying to get out to keep their hands from going on the iron. And my thumb just sliced right oh up. Oh, my gosh. And I heard a... No, you didn't. And then I had like a little fur ball of lashes in my hand. And I was like, what Amanda. in the world? And so then the next day, I look in the mirror, and it was like... And Bryn was like, Mom... <laughs> What's happening? So you didn't know until you woke up the next morning? I could kind of feel it, and I saw them, but I thought, well, that's kind of a lot of lashes. Oh, God. But then when I looked in the mirror, it was like half. (laughs) It was horrible. So then I just was like, screw it. I had coffees to go to. I had stuff to do. So I was just like winking out at everyone. Yeah, you were. I just said, hey, if you see me, wink back. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably one of my favorite stories you told. Oh, my God. So funny. It reminded me this time when I was... I taught two yoga classes back to back. So I was like wiped out and I was in a rush. Like I, like I always am. I'm like my schedule. I, I literally schedule things minute by minute on, on my Google calendar sometimes. So yeah. when people come five minutes early, I'm just telling you right now, that is not cool with me. You need to come like either <laughs> the minute it starts or one minute before, cause I'm probably doing my makeup five minutes before you come over. Just FYI, minute by minute. But so I'm like, okay, I'm rushing out. I go to my car and I like drop something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to open the door at the same time so I can pick it up, open the door and get in to the car. Like I'm, that's how my brain works. Well, I got down, I totally misread it and I nailed that door on my face and I had the biggest goose egg. And I'm sitting here thinking my whole family, I have my in-laws, everyone's at the house right now. I look like I got beat up. Oh. Do I, do I tell a story that I got beat up? Or do I tell somebody that I freaking nailed myself with the car door as I was bending over grabbing my bag? It was so bad. I walked in and everyone was like, what happened? I'm like, I fell onto the door. Actually, I just slammed the door in my head. But it was so embarrassing to have this huge goose egg. It looked like someone took a bat to my head. Uh, girl, I get it. I yeah. fall down all the time. It's oh just, gosh, you're like, just... I don't even have a really good story no. to go with this. I'm just like, conk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually it takes like the three stooges to do that. I'm oh just my gosh. one stooge with three built in and yeah. I'm just like a 
circus. Yeah, that's that. I feel like that's like my body telling me to slow down. <laughs> it probably is. Even in your sleep, you're like, you need to slow down. It's all good. But you cranking out your eyelashes were pretty hilarious. I thought <laughs> I it was pretty funny. I still have them on a clean. Do you really? In my oh my it's gosh! It's just funny. I should probably throw it away. You're so funny. <laughs> so okay, I'm curious to see like who are the women in your life that you are so inspired and aspire to. You are that for us, so many people, I, I believe, out in this area. So I'm Thank just you. curious who who aspires you to do what you're doing. Gosh, um, well, obviously my mom is amazing. We love her. She's tough. Mm-hmm. She is my biggest fan and my biggest critic, but that's good because it's very helpful to me. Um, oh gosh, well, a good friend of mine, Karen Helton, she owns Kiss and Makeup makeup studio. She does my brows and we connect on many levels. She's been a very dear sacred heart for me to trust in. Um, gosh, I have so many good friends that have been kind to me and my children. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to say. I, I feel like that I have such deep connections with so many women and friends right now. My friend Suzanne is a dynamic businesswoman and a great mom and a great West Texas girl. And um, my friend Deidre was so helpful with my daughters when they were much younger and is still wonderful. And dear friends in Lubbock who maybe I don't talk to them every day, but we pick up right where we left off. Um, Friends far and wide. I feel like I've got a really good – I don't always – I really never use this word, but I guess it is kind of a tribe of, of women. It's just a great group. And yeah. um, I feel like a really special trait of it is that we don't always have to be in communication or connection, but you just pick up the phone and they're there. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. I think when women have a tribe or just a group of people supporting and loving, and the, I mean, I could probably count on one hand mm-hmm. friends that I know that if I'm like, I need help, they would be there in a drop of a hat. And I think it's so important. They're your biggest cheerleaders. They're your supporters. And we all inspire each other. You know, I've got friends of mine who are doing this new thing here. And I'm like, that is so amazing. And it inspires me to, you know, I'm like, I, I want to make an impact. They're doing a charity right now. I'm like, I what what is firing me up enough to go sponsor somebody or, you know, do a charity for this event or for that. So I just feel like we all are in intertwined together. It's almost like, you know, they talk about, I'm relating this back to the trees, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, you've got these big, huge oak trees that are just like strong and fierce and they can go through any storm and they go through these changes and they are beautiful and then they're ugly and then they're, you know, beautiful again. But the crazy thing about trees is like underneath the ground, they're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. And I do, I just like, I feel that analogy, you know, when I talk about like my tribe of women Mm -hmm. that are around me is like, God, we all go through these phases and changes Mm -hmm. in life, but no matter what, we're always connected. Yeah. Sometimes when you hear tribe, you think of like a pack of women going everywhere together all the time. It's almost, it's just this unseen connectedness. My friend Katie, she was my sorority sister when we were 18. We always kind of kept in touch, but now we see each other all the time. We go to boot camp and she'll take my videos at boot camp. Oh, and she, I love it. She's great to my daughters and um, just it's it's a tapestry of, of friendships mm-hmm. and relationships and love that's just been woven over all these decades. And 
it just gets tighter and tighter as the years go by. Even if we're not talking all the time, there's still a lot of love and connection. It's yeah. really very special. There's just something special about women and girlfriends. I that know. Is, it's so ugh. true. I don't know what I would do without them. No way. Like, mm-hmm. I, seriously. And I, and I know that, you know, my girlfriends that have gone through, you know, separation or just even new business endeavors, like we just, if we don't have each other, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it's really hard to kind of do life. But well, I just love everything that you're doing and you. everything that you're putting out there. I have to tell you guys this story though, because like, you know, Amanda, if you haven't watched any of her stories or the work that she's done or have attended any of the events that she's been at, like she always has like these little nuggets that I, I mean, even if they're silly and fun or they're just like get in your soul inspiration. But the one thing that really attracted me to you and that was the mom vibe, you know, like I've got two girls too. And I like, will freaking go through fire for those girls. Like I will do anything. I mean, sometimes they get me so crazy and there's moments where I like go in my closet and cry. And there's moments I'm in there trying to hide from them. You know, I'm like, I just need one second to myself. But there's a story you had put on there. You were writing these cute little notes to your girls on paper towels and they were just so inspiring. And I'm like, gosh, she's like uplifting and raising her girls to be confident and to feel beautiful. And I'm like, God, I love that. I want to do that. I'm like, I'm going to start doing that with my girls. And my little Chloe, she's eight. She's like my firecracker. I She came home, with, um, it was actually yesterday, which is kind of funny that we we're doing this podcast today. But she like pulled out like 13, 14 different paper towels with all these little notes that I had done because of you. And she was just like, mommy, I just love when you write me notes. It makes me so happy. I'm like, oh, I love that too. But I think like it's, you know, it's like almost that like undertone of this like mothering mother tribe almost like, like Mm -hmm. you're just like inspiring each other and it makes you feel more connected to that person. And honestly, after that, I was like, this girl is like freaking cool and awesome. And I'm totally gonna, I'm like, whatever she's doing, I want to do it too. Well, thank you. My mom used to write letters for us when we were little in in our lunchbox. And then I did it sporadically. And then I just got back on a kick with Bryn. Of course, now Bryn is insisting on buying her lunch. So I was like, I got to bring the note back. Maybe I post it on the cabinet every day or something. So I'll, I'll switch it up. And I'm so happy to hear that you loved it. But again, like Bryn loved the note and I wouldn't let her look. I'd do it and she'd pack her lunch Yeah, because she's a control freak. Mm-hmm. We call her the godfather. Is she a Virgo? She is a Libra. Ooh. Yeah. She's control like, freak Libra. She is a control <laughs> freak Libra. So she'd pack her lunch and then I'd slide the note in so she'd see it at school. But then everybody would message me, I can't wait to see the note today. I, I play like it's my note for me. And then one lady was writing the notes for her elderly grandmother every day to Aww. take her medication with. So it's really, really sweet. I need to get back in the groove of the notes. I've done a few here and there, but we were doing them every day. But it is just such a, I don't know. And sometimes we do a challenge like 
talk to someone new today and I'll do the same thing and then we'll talk about it tonight or whatever. See, that was the one thing. So my daughter was started a new school this past year. So she was really struggling getting out of, she can be a hardcore introvert sometimes. And so your notes, that's what inspired me. I was like, I'm going to do little challenges for mm-hmm. her and her lunchbox. And then, you know, one day I was like, okay, you have to find someone who's sitting by themselves at lunch and you need to go ask them these three questions. And honestly, doing that the whole week, it got her into her little group of girls that she has now. And they're her best friends. I'm like, so you don't realize those little nuggets that your audience is seeing, you're, that really does make a well, huge impact, you. Mama. Thank you so much. Okay, I always like playing a game on my podcast. It's called 20 Questions. <laughs> so we're going to go through these. I don't want you to think too much about it. You're just going to like answer. And if you don't feel comfortable, I mean, it's pretty funny the things that people come up with on these questions. But we're just going to go through them real quick. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure with food? Oh, um, queso. Oh, yeah, girl. Or loaded fries with like bacon, oh. cheese, and ranch. Oh, my gosh. And you yes. can get your own because I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally that person too. I'm like, I do <laughs> not share my food. Okay. What scares you? Something happening to my girls or not being able to protect them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one for a lot of mamas. And parallel parking in front of my dad. Oh my gosh, (laughs) parallel parking. I so pit out when I parallel park. If my dad's in the car, I'm like... You're like, scared I'm not doing this. Just getting out and you can do it. (laughs) Are you a rosé or red wine girl? Red. Red. What's your favorite red? Oh, my favorite red would be... um, Oh gosh, of course it like... Silver Oak would be my favorite. Mm. Um, and then for a more budget-friendly, it would be 96 points. I just discovered that this season Ooh. at HEB, and it's really nice. 96 points? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to try it's about that. about $20 a bottle, and it is Love dynamite. It. I am like a huge red wine fan. I like a red blend. Mm-hmm. The one I just found at Randall's Grocery Store in Terrytown is Seven Moons. Ooh. It is. Oh, girl. It's doesn't good. a good label and a good name get you? I know. Too? It totally got me. I was like, that's pretty. I like moons. I'm going to get that one. <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant in Austin right now? Oh, my favorite restaurant in Austin. <sighs> that is so hard. I'm going to say, oh, my gosh. This is the, the hardest question I've ever, ever had. <laughs> um, probably Jeffrey's at the bar. Yes. I love that over there. I do too. It's so cute it's, and quiet. Yeah. It's like cute and elegant and yeah. cozy and sexy. Yeah. And it's just, I just feel like I have my shit together yeah. when I'm eating at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite skincare line? You know, I started using Beauty Counter about a year ago, and it's made a huge difference yeah, girl, for me. Your skin looks awesome. Thank you. I did it kicking and screaming because I thought clean beauty couldn't do as much yeah. for you. And my friend Martha Lynn Kale, she's very inspiring, by the way. She was very patient in talking to me, and now I use it, and I love it. So I may have to try some. It's really, really good. I, your skin looks freaking awesome. Oh, thank you. What's your favorite TV series? Ooh, my mm. favorite TV series. As of late, Cheer on Netflix. I've been hearing about that. Well, your so girls good. are in Cheer though, right? Yes. Is it super similar? Is it like real? Like there's truth behind it? I, yeah, I thought it was really real. I love the coach. I love all the personalities. It was really good. I'll have to watch that. You're like the third person that's told me that. It's good. Are you a dry shampoo girl or do you wash your hair daily? No, I'm dry shampoo. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I go. I go um, like four days. I'm keeping dry shampoo in business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite dry shampoo brand? Um, I love Batiste, mm, and I then I love the herbal essences just from Target. I love both oh, of those. I haven't tried that one. Yeah. I use. Have you used Kristen S from Target? I love. Her, I use her purple shampoo, and it's great. Oh my gosh! What is purple shampoo? It keeps the blonde from getting yellow or brassy. It keeps it more beige oh. and more winter blonde. Oh. And um, but her whole line is great. I get the other other gentle conditioner and shampoo for the girls and I use the purple. Oh my gosh, that's awesome to know. I just bought her Burnett dry shampoo Mm -hmm. because like as a Burnett, when you do dry shampoo, it turns you gray. Yeah. It is like the best. She's great. Um, Okay. What is the weirdest thing you've ever done on a date? (laughs) That I've ever done? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean... I stood there while someone licked my face. No. So I didn't do it, but I stood there and took it. Wait, you have to tell us a little bit. Oh my God. Of what y'all. that situation was, because that is very interesting. <laughs> I wrote a blog post about it, but this was right when I got back into the dating game. This could have derailed me, folks, <laughs> but I held strong and I'm still out there. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was a first, or it was a kiss. We, we, it's someone that I'd known. And so it was, it felt safe to venture into the territory of a kiss. And it was great until it wasn't. And he licked my entire right side of my face. No. And all I can think of was, <laughs> I worked so hard on my makeup. <laughs> What the hell is happening? Oh my god, your tongue is huge! Oh god, what? And then he came back in for more, and I was like, oh, <laughs> just with a hug. Yeah. Holy crap! So did that there was no second date on that one. There was, um, or did you enforce a boundary? There was maybe? communication, and but there, then there no was more. nothing. Yeah, yeah no it, licking it, a it face. It was called the face licker. Oh, God. I have to go read that blog post. That's hysterical. It was just the worst. So I didn't do that, but I like, I didn't run away. I should have run away or something. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I would have done. I would have been like worried thinking that they would have been like, that's probably going to be really salty and there's going to be a lot of makeup on your tongue. We are definitely not kissing now. I don't know. No, no, no. But I mean, I've fallen down. I've. I spill. Oh, yeah. I'm very clumsy. Um, girl, Bad. obviously <laughs> I am. I freaking knock myself out with a door. Um, If I were to open your bedside table, Ooh. what would I find in there? You would find <laughs> my like memory book from high school with Ooh. a bunch of pictures and Cute. stuff stuffed in it. You'd find um, a billion like phone chargers and cords. Some old jewelry, sunglasses, cards and letters from like mm-hmm. my girls. Love it. And um hmm, that's about it. That's pretty that's that's pretty G rated right there. It's super G rated. Yeah, very in there. green juice. I, I like I like Let me that. revamp that and ask <laughs> yeah. me next time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very Disney princess yeah, in there it's right a now. Very Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl, are you a coffee drinker or a black tea girl? I am a coffee drinker for about the past two years or so. How do you how do you take your coffee? Well, <sighs> how much time do we have left? I um, ideally, I would have a grande iced blonde in a venti cup, extra ice, light water, extra coconut milk, 
three stevia and cinnamon powder. AKA they call that the Amanda drink <laughs> at Starbucks and Lakeway. If you say that, they will make it just like that for you. But lately I've been drinking just venti blonde um, roast with um, coconut milk and three stevias. I've yeah. been changing it up in the yeah. winter months. You're, but I'm gonna, you're like, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to dwindle down at least four of the ingredients and we're going to do these top four. Don't call me high maintenance. I know. <laughs> no. What's your biggest pet peeve? Yeah. Oh, probably. Oh, man. It's two things. It's people talking with their mouth full, and it is people who come at you behind a keyboard on social media just coming at you mean. Mm -hmm. They don't know you, and they're just mean and hateful. That's not cool. Yeah, it's rude. Okay. What's the favorite place you've ever traveled to? I love, love, love Rosemary Beach in Florida. I know. I love Rosemary Beach, I love Seaside and Rosemary Beach, in particular Rosemary. Oh, when you're with all the bikes. and I love it over there, too. It's like a slice of America that you think isn't around anymore. I know. It's really, really sweet, really innocent. So are you an ocean girl or a mountain chick? I think I like... I really like both, but I I think I like the ocean more. Not necessarily to be in it because I am. That's total Pisces, by the way. I'm just to not be in it. <laughs> to to be to the ocean, but not be in the ocean. Yeah, because I'm. I think the way I'm going to die is a shark attack. Oh my gosh, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> that might be bigger than. Oh my, my gosh, you literally can ask any of my girlfriends <laughs> or my husband. I do not get in the ocean because yeah. I am so scared of sharks. Yeah. Terrified. I, did you have a shark encounter? No, but my dad showed me Jaws when I was very small Mm-mm. and it stuck with me. Yeah. I was even scared to get in a pool when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, but I love to be next to the ocean. Oh yeah, me too. I love the feeling of the beach that I feel so small and yes. it's just perspective oh. and it's very soothing. Like the beach, the ocean at night when there's a full moon too, and the waves are big. I'm like, uh, it's so mesmerizing. I love the ocean too. What is your mantra, my friend? My mantra is, um, oh, that's a good question. Like, what do you, when you're going through a tough time, what is the, what are the words that get you out of it? Well, it's probably something like just keep going. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Um, or like receive love and give, you know, that I love that. Both of those probably. If you were to choose one memory growing up, either as a kid or even in your adult years, that impacted your life, what would, what was that memory? Hmm. Probably when my little brother was born, my mom had my dad take me to a store in North Park and she told him to let me pick anything I wanted so I would feel special too because I was four. And I picked a koala bear, which I still love koala bears because of that. I'd love oh. to have a pet koala bear. Oh, my gosh. They're so cute. <laughs> Just to Cuddly. hold on to me. Yeah. But I remember going. My dad took me, and um, he let me get the bear. And then we got to the hospital, and he told me to look up, and I saw my mom standing in the window of the hospital in her robe holding my little brother and waving at me and it just oh you're gonna make me cry it was just such a sweet um moment you know like I saw him I was so excited to meet him I had my own little treat and it was just happy sorry I love that it's okay 
I love that. Well, I know your brother is like yeah. such a huge. He he's so sweet. We don't talk every day, but he's like I told you, he's like my spiritual Yoda. He's yeah. so wise and he's so weird and he's yeah. so awesome. He's great. He's really grounded and really loyal and but still very like focused and or I'm sorry, funky and and quirky too, but I'm passionate about his his life and about love and um he's just really sweet. So. You have a good family, mama. That was a sweet a sweet memory. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, we we definitely we throw down and we have we talk about it. We get it out on the table. We're not like sugar coaters at all, but we always know where we stand with each other. Yeah. And I love my family a lot for that. So yeah. I love that too. That's important. There's a lot of families that don't communicate, you know. And that There's a lot of security it. in the communication, yeah. you know. Even even when it's not communication in favor of me, I mean, it's 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 good to have people that will be real with you and still love you anyway. I know. And that that's the safety so, part. That's like mm-hmm. that you just feel safe when you know your your family or your relationship. That you know you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. You can be angry. You can be sad. You can be feel ugly or whatever it is, mm-hmm. your lowest moments, but you know they're always going to love you and be yes, there for you. I definitely un- know that. That unbreakable relationship's amazing. For sure. Well, my last question. <laughs> I'm sorry for crying. <laughs> <laughs> Green juice or tequila? Oh, girl, I'm going to have to say... I don't... I mean, they're both so good for you. <laughs> They are. Like, who am I or what do I like better? I'm, Either one. I'm more tequila. More tequila. Girl, 100%. I should have, we should have opened up a little tequila. Oh, your green juice is delicious, though. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> Well, Mama, I am like cannot tell you how grateful I am to have <laughs> you, you on this episode with me Thank and you so sharing much. your life with us and, you know, bringing some of these stories behind the lens to life. And, you know, I feel like most importantly, at least for me, you've been an inspiration as a woman here in Austin. And so like ending this podcast, like what's that one little oomph you can give everybody before we end this? You know, I had a news director who pulled me in his office one day and he said, well, you're doing great. I was new. And he goes, you're doing great. I want to read you a letter that, that I got about you. And it was a, a letter from a lady that said, that girl is the biggest twit. She's the biggest nitwit. I can't stand her voice. I can't stand her hair. She flirts with the weatherman. It was awful. And I just, I've went into a puddle of tears and he goes, this is my point. You're never as good as they say you are. You're never as bad as they say you are. He's Mm -hmm. like, you have to know you stay true to what you're doing, be who you are. And I think about that all the time. It was Dave Walker. He was a wonderful news director. And you know, that's just like good times, bad times, nothing lasts forever. So in the bad times, no, it's not always going to be that way. And in the good times, savor the moment and just keep one foot in front of the other and you'll get there. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. This was really fun. I'm so glad you loved it. And y'all, if like, if you want to follow Amanda, we're going to put all of her information down in this podcast episode. Um, Her blog is amazing. She does so many events in Austin. 
um, that you can catch her in, in the real flesh and see her face to face, and which she's gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. Um, so again, I'll put all of that stuff down there so people can support you and follow you and feel inspired. Thank so. you. Thank you for having me. This oh was gosh. a treat for sure. Yes. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for cluing into Green Juice and Tequila. Please make sure to subscribe and write a review. I would be so grateful for that. And I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks, guys.